right. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the ADOS podcast. I'm your host, Christian McClary. I'm your host, Elijah Norris. And we got some good stuff going for you guys today. Um, remember to subscribe to us at the ADOS podcast. We're on YouTube, Facebook, not yet Twitter, but we're still working on that. Instagram, show love, support. If you want to come on a show, just reach out to us because everyone is welcome. Um, we, we're going to get into our guests, but before we get into our guests, I just wanted to say that we are approaching the one year murder of George Floyd and, um, our hearts go out to the family, the Floyd family. And it's, you know, it's been a crazy year. So, you know, if you're, if you're still around, make sure you love on one another, you cherish one another, you smile, you cry, just love and laugh, you know, like we need more of that in that community. And that being said, we're going to get into our guest, community organizer, Michael Smith. How you doing, Michael? I'm good. Thank you, Christian, for having me. Um, greatly appreciate the opportunity. Um, just want to piggyback quickly off the George Floyd um, mm-hmm. one year anniversary. We'll be at the square on the 25th providing food for the people. Um, everything is free, so please come down. I think Sounds of Blackness will be singing as well. Um, there will be a phenomenal local DJ. Um, so just please come down and support. Yes. Yes. I also want to set some attention and to acknowledge um, the three babies that were shot over in North Minneapolis over the last couple of weeks. And I want to send out my deepest condolences and sincere um, <clears throat> sincerest thoughts and prayers to the family of Anaya. Um Gun violence is something that's very close to me. Um, if you guys have been watching the ADOS podcast, I talk about this a lot. Um, I lost many friends growing up um, in Chicago and in Rockford. And then my cousin last summer was just shot up. It was hit, He was hit about 20 times when he was in a car with his girlfriend. So this is something that's close to home. Um, something I have direct impact by. And I just really want to say, you know, community, we're here for you. We love you. Um, we support you. We need to be proactive with this and not just always reactive. And those kids deserve to grow up. Um, two of them are still fighting for their life, as I've been told. Um, Princess Anaya is no longer here with us right now, but her legacy will be carried on. Um, but we can't continue to go down this path, guys. We have to do something to change this around. Our kids need us. These are kids. All three of those victims were under the age of 12 years old. Just so let that sink in for a little bit. And I hate to kick off the ADOS podcast on such a sad note, but um, we just have to acknowledge that. We can't go on without acknowledging it. Yeah. Brother Michael, thank you for joining us today. We were having a very fruitful conversation before we got on the air, and I want you want to continue that. But before we hop into that, what have you been up to lately? Man, I'm just I'm just trying to work for the people, um, to be honest with you. I mean, there's like, as you both know, doing behind the scenes work, um, there's always something to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that over the next month or so, there will be a mutual aid drive that we have structured. Um, we want to make sure to continue to provide need or the needs for people in this community. Um, I want to be a mentor for the youth in this community. Um, I, I really want to be able to put myself out there that way. Um, and be a voice for change and consistency, like as far as like a beacon of hope in so many ways. Um, and I'm just hoping that we can really like over the summer transition our energy to something positive. Yeah. Um, I feel like right now we're in a space where it's, it's just so hyper negative that we have to balance out this energy in some capacity. Otherwise, we're just on the road to destruction. Yeah. So fast too. Very fast. And, and, and unfortunately, um, like I just we were talking off air and um, we got to start letting these kids just be kids. 
Like we can't, we, we, we were, it's a very, very thin line that we're walking on right now in regards to letting kids be kids. We're the, it, it's almost smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. Like just let these children be kids. Mm-hmm. Let them just be outside. Don't intertwine them in your conversations. Stop trying to have them be engaged in the, in the, the newest music conversation. Talk to them about something with a little bit more structure sometimes. Mm-hmm. Read them a, a, a local poet or, or a, and a black author or just do something different with your time, everyone. Like we've, we've been doing banging on the door for so long of, of inconsistency now. Like, can we just start getting back to how it was? Mm. And we know what that means. Yeah, we so, do know what it means. So let's just kind of get back to what it was and let's try a little bit harder this summer, please. So how much of this do you put on social media or do you blame social media for? And I'm a critic of social media. Mm -hmm. Um, I get the significance of it. You can connect with people that you haven't talked to in years. A lot of the times it's a great platform for people to communicate with their elders. I'm talking about Facebook and to connect with old friends and family members from around the country and sometimes around the world. I get the significance of it. You can market yourself as your business. But what about the negative side of the social media? (laughs) No one really talks about that side enough for me like once social media came into play man we really started to see the shift in our young people especially our youth who have access to phones at 11 and 12 years old Mm -hmm. and i was talking to some buddies about this like i feel like they're just advancing way too quickly and not in a positive way right they're like you just said they're no longer kids anymore right and i think a lot of the blame is these cell phones and what's on these cell phones more importantly Right. The Twitters, the Facebooks, the Instagram. You should not be 11 years old with a Facebook. How about Snapchat? <laughs> I'm, I'm more concerned about the, the ones that, you know, these newer. I mean, Facebook is kind of it's pretty standard. Um, I'll say I got on social media in 2018. Um, I'm a late bloomer to it. And I was alarmed by like people really create personas through social media and people's expectations of you are based on what they see now on the social media. Mm-hmm. Like people won't even actually connect anymore and just have basic conversations. I try to reach out to people every single day at some capacity, just talk on the phone. Cause I don't, I just, we're, we're missing on the connection piece of it. Mm-hmm. Like we're missing on the connection <laughs> piece. <laughs> Y'all seriously, we need to start just doing the basics, pick up the phone, talk to each other because you're, 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 di- there's a disconnect there. And isn't that kind of like counterintuitive to like what social media was created for was to mm-hmm. connect people. And in a weird way, it's like disconnecting people. Mm-hmm. You know, part part of that, though, is like the users as well, you know, and I'm, I'm all for accountability and the audience. You guys know that. And when I think about it, it's like, yeah, social media was put here to do this. But we as people have decisions to make. We have choices to make. We have the option to connect with this person. We have the option to connect with that person or to not connect at all. But something you guys said, like I see 10 year olds with iPhone 15s. (laughs) That's what I see. And that's that's like access at the palm of their hand. No child lock, no safety. And I was born in the 90s. I was born in 95. And I was in the air. I remember like my mom used to tell me, Get in the house before the street lights. And I was like, is this 70s? You know, I and I never challenged her though. I think that was the thing. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do what you said. It was a couple of times I, w- I stayed out a little bit later, but I came home, you know? But I didn't really understand that until I see the world today of it was a way of putting a barrier in protection. 
because there are some people who are right really disconnected from their families and if they're disconnected from their families they're going to be disconnected from their peers you know and that's like a whole psychological approach that you know our 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 kids who turn into adults they they have these social skills and they have these skills to do what they need to do the caveat is they they begin to lose that with the advancement of technology so that's kind of where i'm at what are you guys thoughts because elijah you're thinking uh, heavy uh, I, no i want to go back to what you said like you need to be in the house before the street lights came on oh, yeah, like, let's, like, let's like get for that. us i've never challenged my mom on that because i i understood why i need to be in the house when those street lights came on because mm-hmm. you know like i said i was born and raised in chicago lived in rockford illinois for a majority of my life but been back and forth everywhere but, you know, it was a lot of gang violence in my community. We were from the West End of Rockford. And if y'all are familiar with Rockford, the West End is like pretty much the worst side of town to be at. Um, we had Waco's as a local gang there, GD's mm. and people were Blackstones. People were constantly arriving with each other, like shootings every day, pretty much. So when those streetlights came on, I ain't questioning. I knew I needed to be in the house. Yeah. And a lot of kids in my neighborhood knew that as well. And I think we were talking about this off the air, too. It's like now there's no structure. Right. We also we knew when things are about to go down in the community. Right. The bigger homies communicated at that. Right. And my moms knew when stuff was about to happen. Right. They knew who was beefing and what local gangs were into it at the time. Right. So then we can kind of be proactive in the sense of we know not to go there at this certain time. We know that we need to be in the house at this certain time because this might pop off. Now we just don't know. No one's communicating that. And it's just chaos right now. It's not even organized chaos. It's just chaos. Mm -hmm. And that's how you can have a little girl out with her father can get shot. There's no structure. There's no respect. Getting a happy meal. Getting a happy meal. A happy meal. No respect these days. No honor. Nothing. You could be walking with your grandma, see your rival, and someone just start shooting at you and you with your grandma. Is it that serious? I don't know. Um, I'll say this, I'm, and I'm, I'm just please. I'm encourage a lot of the youth um, and the parents. If you feel that your youth has an interest in firearms, get them a concealed and carry if they're 18. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll they'll have a, a little bit better understanding and respect for how to um, carry this, this these weapons that are dangerous. At the end of the day, um, that's just my personal opinion as a parent of a 17 year old son. Um, I, I, every day he leaves the house. It doesn't matter what he's going to do. I'm stressed out. Um, and we shouldn't feel this way. It shouldn't be like this. We, um, we were talking about what happened last night downtown. Why? Why? People are just outside. The, these hosts are in their twenties. They should be able to enjoy their lives. I'm 38. I've had fun. I never felt like I was in danger when I was out downtown Minneapolis, downtown St. Paul. Let these 20 year olds enjoy their lives, please. They've earned that right. Please, city, city of Minneapolis, city of St. Paul, please. And you know, I, we were talking about this. I, I don't go out to clubs anymore here. If I really want to go out and, and party, cause I'm 25 years old. Yeah, I'm running for city council, whatever guys. Uh, yeah, I'm a business owner, whatever. I'm still 25 and I like the party. Uh, I don't. I just don't feel comfortable doing it here in my home city. And it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. My buddy DJ's at Monarch, and he asks me every Saturday, "Come to Monarch, you know, get in for free, got boost. I don't have to pay for anything." I said, "No, 
I'm not going to Monarch. Yesterday was a clear example of why I don't go to Monarch. And you know how this thing started? I just read the report. Allegedly, there was two people in line. They got into an argument. And they just pulled out guns and started shooting at each other. An argument led to eight people being shot, two people dead. City, I hope you're listening. I hope you're listening. That that That's beyond unacceptable. And to be honest with you, um, as a person who's trying to put myself in in, this, in a space to run for council, um, we need like-minded individuals like ourselves. Like, listen to listen to these kings in the city who actually care about you and are willing to actually put the groundwork in for change, the boots on the ground for change. Like, could you imagine what me and Elijah could do and other like-minded individuals? Come on now. They don't want that to happen. Because it wouldn't just always be a reactive approach. It would be proactive. No. We're, we're discussing this before, too. A lot of our elected leadership right now, and sometimes even the community leaders, are just approaching things from a reactive approach. Mm -hmm. When are we going to start being proactive in how we provide opportunities and jobs, connect opportunities and jobs to mm -hmm. our young people? Mm -hmm. Even in the affordable housing piece. I mean, we have, there's a lot of ideas that are available that make sense, that are tangible, that we just keep avoiding. And we have people who are out here, North Minneapolis, South Minneapolis. Like I lived on all three communities. I live Frogtown, I live North Side, and I live South Side. So that's why, like for my moniker, it means so much. Like I'd want to be connected directly to everybody. Like it's not just about what the North Side has going on, what the South Side has going on, what Frogtown has going on. It's about collectively community. So whoever's struggling at that time, we need to be embracing. And we need to be going boots on the ground, 10 toes down, the real meaning of what that should be in our communities. Yep. So we need to start readjusting our ideologies a little bit mm -hmm. and like fundamentally start getting back to, like I said, the basics. Respect the elders, respect your community, respect the community leaders and organizers. Let the women speak. Let the black women have a voice in these in these communities That's right. and uplift those black women in these communities who actually have voices. That's right. And hold them at the highest esteem. Like we got to start readjusting things now. y'all. And, you Seriously. know, we it's like everybody wants to be a savage. You know, I'm, I'm just going to say, it. you know, I, I hear it all the time. I don't say much, but I listen. I just observe. You know, I watch my community. I watch other communities because I always say, Elijah, what do I always say? We can't fight ourselves and the oppressors. At the same time. We just mm -hmm. will not win. Can't do it. We can't do it. And it's like, why would we take out our own army? You know, I'm 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 gonna say it and I don't, you know, I don't like it, but my mentor tells me this all the time. Christian, we're at war. Oh. Full out war. We're We've been at war. We're at war. So if if we're rallying and harming each other, how the hell do we fight oppression? How the hell do we get, you know, housing equity? How do we get the equitable compensation that we're entitled to for being enslaved for X amount of years, centuries, decades? You know, and this that like this, this is what we need more. This is the passion in me, you know, because I'm I'm like so serious when I'm disgusted with people at times. And I love humans. Like I love the African philosophy of Ubuntu. That's how I live my life. And I'd be at peace and I'm fortunate to see 25. And how many of our black brothers and sisters out there talk about 
I had no idea I was going to make it to 25. I made it to 25. And and what what's next? My goal was like, damn, I don't think I'm going to make it to 21. And I was at 15. I made it to 21 and was like, okay, could I make it to 25? And at 25, I'm like, I'm trying to make it till tomorrow. Mm. Because that is what the streets is becoming and i know everything has rules there were street rules at one point in time you don't touch kids you don't touch wives you don't touch elders you don't use guns i remember going behind the schoolyard and it's like we're going to fist it out and then we shake hands and kiss and make up i made plenty of friends like that friends i still talk to today because whatever beef we had we fought it out we fought it out we talked it out man that was stupid Man, they scared to fight these days. These and like you said, we don't want to do the stereotyping thing. But a lot of the violence is coming from the young people. And I have mentees that was was a part of that life, and I've been able to get them out of that, get them a job, you know, get them to see that there's something bigger than that, right? Mm-hmm. But before that, they was riding around with guns, you know. Um, and it's just like they didn't see themselves doing anything better because that's only thing that they saw in their community was negative. I got young people that I mentor that haven't left the city of St. Paul. They've lived on the east side their whole life and that's it. They don't know nothing else. Haven't left Frogtown. Don't know nothing else. One of my mentees asked me to go on a road trip to Chicago. I'm like, he kept asking me this. And I told him one day, I'm like, bro, why you want to go to Chicago so bad? He said, I've never been. And I'm like, you never been to Chicago? You've never been anywhere? He said, I've never been anywhere. Mm. I've never left my neighborhood. So two things, Christian. First off, we got to get our young people and our elders together. This needs to be an intergenerational movement. We can no longer continue to work independent of each other. That's what they wanted us to do in in the beginning. I know know, know y'all read the Willie Lynch slave letter, although that is fictional. It's some truth in that. You pit us the light skin against the dark skin, the long curve versus the short hair, the smart versus the dumb, the, the short versus, versus the, the tall, elders, the yes. youth versus the elders. That's mm-hmm. how they get us. Turn the women against us. Mm-hmm. Turn the men against the women. It happened more than ever right now to this day. So the first thing is we need to get our people to realize that we are at war. This is a war. And what did our chairman Fred Hampton tell us? I say this all the time. What's the definition of war? War is, is a war. Uh, war is is politics with bloodshed, and politics is war without bloodshed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. When are we going to start to learn that that we're in war right now, and to succeed at war into in modern day, we don't got to pick up no guns. We got the biggest weapon right here. We got the greatest weapon right here in our minds, in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Pushing each other around for office, becoming community leaders and organizers. That's how we win the war, strategizing. And we ain't got to fire one bullet. We just got to use this. That's all. That's all. It's, <laughs> I'm sitting here just, I'm, I'm dumbfounded sometimes because we have so many young kings right now in the city who are just working. Like, if y'all could just even see the space I'm in right now, like, they saw my face, how impressed I was, how excited I was, because we see people just, Disrespect people's faces when you see what they're doing for your community. They don't. I think sometimes we miss the boat thinking that if you're not outside marching all the time and if you don't have your fist up, you know, and in the picture nonstop that you're not boots on the ground. I'm watching these brothers actually help change lives. There's no more boots on the ground than that. So let's let's start to actually, like I keep saying, refocus our ideology like 
whatever they used to do on Men in Black with that little mm-hmm. oh the little thing yeah, you used to <laughs> find one of those somewhere for yourself because erase your whole memory because you need to press, some people need to press a reset button yeah we need and to re- reprogram I hate using that term but we need to reprogram correct no we I mean, need to educate ourselves reborn Elijah and it's and that's and that's a very valid and we just need to like take a moment and step back throughout this summer and say hey we were in the house all last year. And then when we were outside, we were fighting for justice, right? So why not put that, refocus that energy into positivity? Because we can't fight for justice. We don't, we don't care about ourselves. It's counterproductive. Mm-hmm. But we can care about our communities and our neighborhoods more. And you know, Michael, the second thing I was going to say, and I'm glad that you reminded me of the second thing I was going to say. Nobody else going to do that for us. Ain't nobody going to swoop in and say, oh, let's save the black community. Literally, it's not ever going to happen. Never. Just forget about it, y'all. For, <laughs> stop it. Just forget about it. It's, it's not, not going to happen. happen. No one is going to swoop in and come and save our community. We have to do it. We have to do it. No one else is going to do that for us. Stop waiting on that. Yeah. We have to stop waiting on that. <laughs> we have to stop waiting on the funding to happen. We have to. We have to attack these things. We have to go get what we need. There's things that are available there. We have to just look at the equity and, and actually start to create some balance and structure in our community and say, we need to start opening businesses here, 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 and here. And start bringing some of these pop-up shops, for example. Mm-hmm. These pop-up shops need to be owning some of the, some of the equity in, in North Minneapolis. Absolutely. You know, like cool. we need to have a full strip, a full strip mall of, of owned known pop-up shops that are now in businesses and you know what that's possible oh, that's beyond, easily it's, achievable it's beyond it is beyond it's beyond impo- easily achieve obtainable we simply are running from it kings i'm not gonna lie to you if we don't want to work together let's uplift these queens in, in minneapolis and st paul and let them do it like i mean because here's the thing they're gonna do it and they're gonna and they're gonna reach back and make sure that we're okay they're going to reach back and make sure we're okay. So instead, if we don't want to be united in the front and we want to play games and, and run at each other and shoot each other down for no reason, knowing we wake up with the same the same spirit every day, the same frustrations, the same anger every day, we all go through the same stuff. If y'all don't want to be invested, invest in these queens because they're invested. And let's let's start to obtain our equity that way. Otherwise, we're kidding ourselves. Or get out the way. How just about I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm be a hundred. I'm a, I'm just gonna keep it a buck. If you're not trying to be positive, if you're not trying to uplift the community, I'm not saying you have to be boots on the ground. You have to be active, right? At least get out the way. Help our, help the community out that way. If you wake up and the first thing in your mind is grabbing a gun and going out to go cause some harm to somebody that probably never did anything to you, get out the way. Get out the way. Simple. And let us uplift our community. And there's a there's a word for that. I was watching The Last Dragon, Barry Gordon's The Last Dragon last weekend or a couple weekends ago. And as I was just watching the plot, I said one word. My mentor went nuts. It was like, I never even heard that before. Man pride. Mm. Mm. We need to put the man pride down. I'm watching a, a 1980s movie. And I'm saying was, the whole. It was an RV. Was this when you were on the camping trip in the RV? Yeah, for, oh. yeah. I was actually at home though. Oh, okay. but we we had plans to go, and I was just like, man, pride. Like this whole movie, Bruce Lee, Leroy know what he's capable of. He doesn't need to fight Shona, because he understands the value of him being a last dragon. You guys got to see the value in yourselves, and to and the reason I brought up the man pride is because that man pride is what's 
why we can't communicate with our with our sisters. That man pride is why we're killing our brothers. That man pride is why we're so distracted from the real issue. And the man pride is why we have this savage mentality. Like my fiance makes more money than me and I don't care. Nor should you. Right, right, why, why, right. Why, we, as long we are as the bills getting paid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm saying we are a team. We're in a, we are a unit. And, you know, when I think about like what it takes to be prideful, we're being prideful in the wrong capacity. We need to be prideful of organizing, creating our own grants, because we can't keep leaving it up to, you know, the people to put money out there for us to compete with one another. That's a part of the divide and conquer agenda. We have the tools. We have this. This is how we organize. This is how we galvanize. And this is how we communicate. I don't mean to be pessimistic. You know, sometimes I can be Christian and I really try not to be. Come at me, Elijah. But, Come at me. But I got to be real, man. A lot of us these days don't have this. Social media has taken this away from us. The drugs, the alcohol that we abuse, the toxic uh, food that we put into our body every day. I mean, I was mentoring some young kids that was literally on Xanax and couldn't stop. Had to get them chemical dependency evaluations and get them some actual help to get them off those pills, man. And the lean. I'm I'm deep, deep in it, right? I'm not one. I, I got a master's degree. I'm running for office, all this stuff. I'm still deep into it, man. Because I, I two-time felon, right? I had two felonies on my record. I can't let that go. I know my young people out there following those same negative things that I was doing. So I have an obligation to reach back and talk to them. I know what they doing. They doing the lean. They doing the perks. They doing the zannies. They doing all, sometimes they doing them all together. And on top of that, they smoking the weed. Ain't nothing wrong with a little bit of weed. But when you mixing all those things together like that, you don't have this no more. No. You're not thinking. Mm -mm. Three years ago, four years ago, it was a shooting over off the, uh, when they, the light rail was first developed. Like it was probably like four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, right there off of Rice Street. The young man's was off of Xanax when they did the shooting. Police investigating them. They don't even remember what they did. High off of drugs. And if you ever encounter anybody that was off, that's done Xanax before, you pretty much are just in limbo. You just out doing stuff. Don't know, not, no consciousness at all. You hit somebody, wake up the next day, you don't know what you did. Go out and see your car tore up. You drugged out. You think city council members know about that? You think they connected with young people off those drugs and know what those effects are? No. They no. naive to no. it. They're, they're not interested in any of that. Um, just, I mean, as a, like I said, I, I'm South Minneapolis and the, the ward that I'm out of is so disconnected as far as what, what's actually going on. They have no clue. I literally just brought up a basic program, basic program. We never thought about that. Well, what do you mean? What are you up there thinking about? Because you, you there's a lot of time spent doing nothing. And I, there's no disrespect to the city council members. Um, but at the end of the day, y'all have to work a little bit harder, man. Like people aren't really seeing what's what the effects of what you're doing. All we're seeing is is new bike lines. Um, and they don't even got a bike. Correct. <laughs> um, and, and, and new construction work done, which I mean is appreciated because we're a big city. But we don't see you outside feeding people. We don't see you outside standing with people and in their times of need. Or just being there just in general. We don't see you organizing, you know, public events for community to come together. 
Like, when's the last time we've seen an organized event by a city council member that for doing something for the for the community to come together on a positive note at their meetings? That's the only time I've seen it. And then that's not even what you're describing. Correct. They're running away from the meetings. Correct. Have all the connections available in the world to be able to do these things, make these things happen. But they are running from them. They don't even want to meet in person. They still no. doing Zoom. If ever, I always said, man, if and when it's, once everybody else go back to work, city council, take y'all butt back down to city hall. Mm-hmm. Go do your job. Go sit yeah. in your office. Be visible. Be present. Yeah, city. Uh, just so everyone knows uh, who's who's watching this, um, city council does hire the police too, or they have at least interviews. So be holding them accountable too. Like if we're frustrated about what we're seeing on the policing side. Well, they're putting them in these positions. Yeah. So we need to collectively keep asking for the change and the transparency. Yep. And more importantly, they control the budget. So guess mm-hmm. what? If y'all want to see more equity inside of the police departments, well, how about you share some of those dollars to hire more people that look like us who are from community? Why don't you establish a pilot program? See, I'm doing your job for you now. Why don't you establish a pilot program to train young people who are coming out of high school to become police officers? Even the street teams locally, like empower them more. Like I know that there are some that are that are funded by the city, but the the level of empowerment they have though, they're just looked at as sometimes as people walking around with t-shirts and sweatshirts on. Yeah. Like, and if you're put in a position where you say, hey, we're not calling them about this, 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 but we will call you, take care of it. There you go. And make it work. And every everything ends up being positive. Everyone goes, gets home safely and they live to see another day. And my, and my so, stance on police may be slightly different than yours. I don't know what that is. Hopefully you're sharing with us. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're all about on the same page. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah okay. We, I, we are all on the same yeah, page. Uh, I think there's creative ways for us to still have police, um, but we just don't want police pulling us out, snatching us out the vehicles, putting a foot on our necks. Right? We need them uh, for violent crimes. Exactly. Everything else we can handle Correct. if properly funded Correct. and trained. And given the tools. That's all you need. You got a mental health call. Police don't have to show up. Okay, if you want someone there just for extra protection, tell them to come and sit in the back. And we community gonna handle it. And if some does need to, well, we need to have a police presence. You're there for that, but you're not. Your role is to not to be there to be the leader in this situation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes police gotta learn how to take a backseat too. Oh, we're being honest. Let's take it to the projects really <laughs> quick. If a dude is doing wrong by the community in the in the in the hood. He's getting stomped out. Oh, facts. Let's just be, I mean, mm-hmm. let's just be honest facts, about it. Yeah. Yep. So now, um, and that's not doing the wrong thing. We're policing an individual who might be doing foul, whatever yep. it may be. Let us take care of our own streets sometimes. We don't need you sitting there trying to police our streets on basic things. We can live to see another day. You might have get, you might get, <laughs> but you still get to go home. Right. Okay. And we know you're living next to your neighbor who loves and cares about you and did that because they care about their community. And we'll do it again if you step out of line. But we don't need what we're doing right now. And but I have to challenge us black men this whole summer. We can't have these conversations if we're not being committed to our community and the people in our community. Mm -hmm. And we have to understand that our elders and our women are of the prime concern amongst these babies and stop the foolishness. Period. And for me, though, it's like we need to have some something in place for there to be consequences behind this, though, man. I mean, something. I mean, back in the day, I, there was structure. If you did something like this, man, the big homies found out about it, you might get harmed. Seriously, you might get dealt with. So you just knew that you knew not to push certain things too far. 
Mm-hmm. Nowadays, there's there's not even any big homies, not even no real ones. I mean, even me growing up in Chicago, I was always encouraged to go to school, to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you got some of these big homies giving these young dudes these guns and telling them to go out and do this and do that. Come on now. Correct. You got to. We got to stop the coward mentality. We got to stop. And I that's mean, what that is. It's it's a, and we're and we're poisoning these young kids' minds, i.e., the drugs, mm-hmm. i.e., the just the glamorization of of negativity, and then we and then you top it off with the cell phones, with the social media. It's a combustible element. Man. It's combustible. So, I'll say this, Kings. Everyone, please, please, Elijah and Christian are doing amazing things. Please follow and focus in on positivity. Let leaders lead. Let leaders lead. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, we have to have something in place for them. And I, I try to remind people that all the time. It's like I try to focus my energy and attention on things that young people can take and use right away. Right. That they I can give them to I can give this to them and they can go get a job. They can create an opportunity for themselves. They can put money into their bank account. Right. And use that as a deterrent for them going into the streets. A lot of these young kids just want some money, man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it a buck. A lot of these young kids are doing these crimes because, yes, the drugs. Yes, they're lost. But also they want some money. I'm a firm believer. If you put money inside of some a person pocket. They ain't worried about no. They ain't worried about no crime. They ain't worried. About, now, you're going to have that small group of people that just wake up and just on that. We're going to have that small group of people that just wake up. That's what their mission is, just to create harm. And we'll deal with them accordingly. But I think a large percentage of these young people out here, man, they just want some money and some opportunity. How do we give that to them and not just keep speaking at them? How do we have a conversation with them to figure out what they want and how we can give it to them? I'll just say, don't be afraid to be different. Mm -hmm. Just, I mean, if you want to try and achieve a goal, just go after it. Like, don't. And we need to be more supportive when we hear a young man who might be playing the violin. We need to treat that man's level of expertise the same way we do who we treat someone who's shooting baskets or running through tacklers. Mm-hmm. Like we have to continue to create the balance and let these kids know it's OK to be great at math. Every time I talk to kids, I always say, what's your favorite mm-hmm. subject for a reason? Because you want these kids to understand we don't don't tell me you like gym. Tell me you like science or math, because then I can encourage you to be great. You tell me you like gym. We're black men. We all like to gym in some capacity. And we're just naturally athletic. (laughs) That's just kind of the structure. Um, But dare to be great. Be good at chess. Mm-hmm. Be a mathematician. Be a scientist. And let's have chess programs. Chemists. Let's have chess tournaments. Yes. Like we have to start change. Like we can't keep. We know who's going to make it athletically. It's very early, early and obvious to see. But all those other kids who aren't that still athletic prowess don't have that supreme athletic prowess. We got to start encouraging them to be great at what they can do. And we're missing the boat there every single time. We're missing the boat, and we're letting a lot of kids go by the wayside because. We're too busy glorifying the obvious story that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that that kid that Mike was talking about, I am and was that kid at one point in time. Because you guys know I'm from Chocolate City. I'm from Washington, D.C. And a lot of my family still lives there. But, like, now they see, like, running for office is, like, this cool thing. And, like, how do I become a part of that? How do I help you with your website? How do I volunteer and door knock? Like... I mean, I'm, I'm good at sports, just naturally good at sports, but I didn't really depend on that 
to be like my end all save all. My my thing was I'm going to do every single thing I possibly can just so I know how to do. And community, you guys don't know this, but my fiance does and the proof is in my house. I have certificates and conservation, water restoration, um, uh, camping, tenting. Uh, what, what else? Uh, CPR certified. I have all these different accolades, not because it looks good on a resume, because those are, for one, life skills that I think everybody should just know how to do. You should know how to start a garden. You should know how to save your water. You should know how to protect yourself. And we need more people to look at different you know, career paths and say, that is something that I could do and be great at. Because my thing is like, if you're ADOS, man, woman, non-binary, I don't care. Whatever you do, I'm going to support you. I just need you to be the very best that you could be while you do that. And even if you want to be a rapper, right? I got young kids that want to be rappers. Okay, cool. Yeah, but learn it. the business side of rap, right? Yeah, don't say you just want to be a rapper. Yeah, don't don't just get out rapper, there. You better be able to rap. That too. We need verifiable bars. Don't just get on the, on the mic saying no, I want to no, be a no, rapper. Know how to rap, of course. <laughs> but also learn the business side of it, right? Mm-hmm. Learn how to write music for other people and sell that. That's where the money at. So learn that aspect of it too. Just don't want to just wake up and want to be a rapper because you see somebody on YouTube doing it, right? Learn the ins and out of the business part. So then you bring value wherever you go. Don't even say business side, though. Learn business. In general. Like basic general business. And who you ask? You could ask Michael. You could ask Eli, Eli Elijah. Just you could ask up. me. Just just ask. Like put that man pride aside. Put that woman pride aside. Ask questions. Like I, I get it. Some people in our community, they're they're working on stuff and they want to be sacred. But, you know, it is OK to share with our community, too. I'm not saying everyone because they're, you know, all kin folk and skin folk. But even that I want to challenge because it's like that's another part, you know, way to divide and conquer our agenda. So we got to get out of that way of thinking. But it's like if you're going to do something like take time to really interview people and screen people. It's like, you know what? You are a brother or sister I could rock with. Let's do this. Let's make magic and let's organize other people who already been doing this work. And next thing you know, we have all the money in the world, all the resources in the world, all the free subsidized housing in the world. And better yet, we have life that continues life that goes on, that people are not being killed at 10, 12, 13. We get to see people grow and progress and really learn the ins and outs of the system that we live in. And we have to want that for ourselves, though, Christian. We got to want our young people to grow up. We got to want our communities to look beautiful. I've dedicated my life to this. We got to set a community. Do you want that? Well, you already know I want that. Um, (laughs) And I want that. We got to set a community goal at this point. Mm -hmm. Like we have to, there has to be five things that we feel like that are are realistic and say, let's set a, a, it's not going to happen over the summer or next year Mm -hmm. or or 2025. Let's just be honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. But we need to set a, a community goal and say and start knocking down some of these barriers mm-hmm. because that's the only way that we're going to be able to make change. And to be honest with you, my goal in my life, I don't want to retire with these same conversations. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to retire and be having these same conversations and my kids because this, this youth, they don't view things how we view as far as uh, the stereotypical jokes, the race baiting. They look at us like, what are you guys talking about? They're already they're already setting on board. Mm-hmm. They just need a little bit more structure yep. for help and guidance. 
Minneapolis, the youth is on board. They're not us. They just need guidance and structure. That's it. No more, no less. Uplift these kids. If you didn't make it the way you wanted to, don't be jealous or envious. Yeah. Just guide these kids. It's a beg and a cry for help. Please respect my voice and the other voices of this community who care about this community. Mm-hmm. And I'm done with them. And these adults need to put their egos to the side, too. One idea and one of my objectives of running for city council is to develop a Ward 5 comprehensive plan, much like you see with the city. Right. They have a 25, 40 year plan, 2040 plan of where they want the city to be once we get to that year. So why can't we have that on the micro level in the ward? Right. Our ward is currently right now. So close to 50 percent of the people that live in Ward 5 are at or below the poverty line. 70.9% of the people that live in my ward have at or less than a two-year degree. So majority of the people have high school diploma or some level of a technical school degree. And that's it, right? It gets much smaller when we talk about bachelor's degrees and master's degrees. So there's low educational attainment there. There's low income, right? Mm -hmm. So why don't we set some goals in our ward, right? Programs. All right, we want X amount of young people that graduate from our high schools to go to college. All right, well, how can we create the infrastructure for that to take place? We want X amount of people who live in our ward to be at this income level by the year 2030, 2035, whatever the year is. How could we create the infrastructure to get that to, to get us to that point? We talk about economic development. All right. Out of the 50 businesses that are on Northside, Minneapolis, only tw- 20 of them are African-American are owned by black people. Right. How can we bump that number up more? How can we provide grants? Right. Um, low interest loans to these black business owners to help support and grow their businesses so they don't fail within that first three years, right? Those things can all be identified in the Ward 5 comprehensive plan, but we need the neighborhood organizations to be on board. We need all the stakeholders to be on board. Y'all better get out and vote for this young man and stop playing. Yeah, I was going to say that. But I'm new to the community, though. I just moved there. I'm new to the community. That does not matter. That's another thing. As As a person who's just kind of become new to this um, community organizer over the last now I'm at mm-hmm. what fourteen months or so. Um, I'll say that, that that don't be jealous of people trying to step in. You don't have all the resources. I don't have all the resources, but collectively we can make things work. And 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 with if you have a young brother, I don't care if he's from Guam. If this man is coming in and with that comprehensive plan that makes sense and actually cares enough to care about his community that way. And y'all don't want to be engaged with what this man's saying because he's not necessarily from Minneapolis. Look yourself in the eyes. I'm not from Minneapolis. I'm from Cincinnati originally, but I call this home. Look at the look. I don't I'm just so you have no idea. I'm so disappointed when this young brother really has a plan. And y'all better vote this young man in. That's all I'm going to say. Y'all better. Vote. And I want to be able to work with this dude. So and we, we just met today, by the way, literally, I literally, I met this brother at 11 o'clock <laughs> and I can already I can already get a gauge that this brother actually cares. So you either are with the movement that makes sense or you are against the movement that makes sense. You have to decide that for yourself, mm-hmm. but do not ostracize a person because they're not from Minneapolis. Stop it. Yeah, stop it. Sorry, stop it. Yes, that stuff is in a way because like, I don't think people understand what a consultant is. Like when people bring consultants in, it's an outside party doing work on the inside. 
It is the same thing. And this man lives in that community and trying to give back. I live in Apple Valley and still trying to give back. Like, you guys just have to understand that we're at war. <laughs> and this battle, it's not one way to do things. You know, we we organize behind the scenes. It's not just ADOS. Like, Elijah and I talk weekly. Michael and I talk all the time, too. Like, this is the type of communication and relationships we need to be formulating so that way we can get the real justice that we so deserve. And that we can get. That we black, can get. Black folks, we the only people could still asking for justice. I say this all the time, man. I want us to get to the point where we no longer have to ask for justice. It's just there for us and prepared, right. ready to go. Like, everybody else get it. We saw Asian hate crime, Asian hate crimes happening right in Atlanta and uh, in California. In our own backyard. What the, uh, right, and even here. And a month later, what do they get? They get an anti-Asian hate crime bill passed through the legislature, uh, the Congress. Within a month's time of this movement happening, we've been fighting this stuff since the 60s, 50s, 40s. Longer than that. Black people wake up because they organized. But then we're shooting at Monarch. And this isn't a, this isn't an anti-black um, moment. This is a, a reality check. Reality. We can't we don't we don't see it publicized. We know what the, what the news is going to do. OK, we know how crime exists. We know there's crime in all in all ethnicities. Mm -hmm. However, the things that we do to ourselves, for lack of better terms, shooting ourselves in the foot. It's, it's hard for them to look at that piece of paper and want to sign it. We make it hard on ourselves mm -hmm. and we have to stop giving them reasons to not to want to do for us. We have to stop it. If I don't have your number and you're a community organizer, reach out. We need to be working collectively together to make a change. Mm -hmm. and, and we're asking and begging. We're literally saying we are the new generation ready to step up. Hand us the baton. We are ready. We're sorry social media didn't exist in the 90s. We understand the frustration, but it's here now. And you see, you see what's going on. The times have changed. Hand us the baton so we can run through this door. But don't hold us back. Don't hold us back. Yeah. And everyone knows who I'm speaking to collectively. Yeah. Stop holding us back and let us run and uplift us. Stop having us in the back, in the in the crux, like we're not doing things and we're not working our tails off the same way you were. We're sorry social media didn't exist, mm -hmm. but we appreciate and we love the work that you are doing, all of you. We are all the activists in the city. We love you. We appreciate you. I don't think that sometimes people talk real enough, but these are real issues. There's a lot of unnecessary jealousy that we need to move forward from. Yeah. We're sorry we did not have social media for you in the 90s. We appreciate your work. It ain't no war for being the best community organizer, man, There's, when we still got people dying in our community. No. Well, that's the problem. Everybody wants a Nobel <laughs> Peace no, Prize. This, right. This ain't no, no finals. You don't get no ring, no championship for being the best community organizer when we still got people dying on a daily basis in our community. No crowns. No nothing. No. Stop it. And if you, you should be looking for acknowledgement. You should be looking to, to continually just grow and together. Like that's what it's about. Community organize, which means work together. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean 
me or what I've done. It's what are we doing together collectively to affect change. Yeah. It's all it's about. This means nothing. If I'm not working with Elijah and Christian, if I'm not working with other community organizers, it means nothing. Mm -hmm. It's just a name on a shirt. But y'all see this name on the shirt and start to change your ideology just a little bit because for lack of better words, community does need community. No more, no less. So Thanks. work hard at being better. Yeah. Work hard at being better. I got one question before we wrap up. Thank you. First, thank you, Michael, for, for sharing your thoughts, your ideologies with us, your perspectives. I appreciated it. Looking forward to connecting with you outside of this. So thank you, Christian, for making this connection. Mm -hmm. um, I got do got one question. <laughs> um, and I think we asked our guests this question before. It's probably been a while since I asked it, though. Do you think segregation set back our community more than it has advanced us? Oof, man, I... Or I should say the the dismantling of segregation, integration. Yeah, I, I think now I'll be honest with you. I have mixed kids. Um, so my perspective is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say this. Um, I feel like if we would have been segregated till we got it together and then integrated, it would have worked out much better. Mm -hmm. I think that we were a little bit too in a rush. And sometimes I I, I truly believe that. And my, my kids even said this. He's like, Maybe we have to go back to get it right. Mm, like, wow. and, it, and it's not anything personal towards anyone of Caucasian descent. It's just that we need to re restabilize and establish ourselves, our equity, our community, and being all intertwined and trying to fight through systems that are naturally going to hold us back isn't getting us anywhere. So it's a it's a it's up for conversation. As we get older, brother, it's up for conversation because we don't what we're doing right now is it's not working. Mm -hmm. You live in Ward five, a predominantly black community. Is it working? It ain't working. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I tell you it ain't working. It's, I mean, so and, and I, I live in the Jordan neighborhood mm -hmm. uh, off of Irvin, twenty seven hundred block. It, it ain't working. We I hear the gunshots almost every night, if not every other night. It's got to be better, y'all. I'm telling you, I, I mean this in the bottom of my heart. I'm, I, my compassion level, my heart, is, it hurts every single day. I lose sleep over all y'all. If I see something in the city, they had to change my attitude when I came to the door. He asked, right, he asked me, like, you know, why is your energy that way? Because I, I'm hurt mm -hmm. and I'm tired and I'm angry. So, And nothing's like, changing. And I and I we do the organizing work. I I do my best part to connect with people, you know, because I do believe that we can get a lot more accomplished together than we do individually. And even they say this though, like it's like, dude, we're putting in so much energy, so much time, so much effort, resources, and nothing's working. Three kids shot within two weeks' time. Another mass shooting took place last night over some foolishness. It's not working. And then it like it makes me think like what do we have to do differently as, a, as, as so once we do get the community together, what do we do about the people who are just gonna wake up and just want to cause harm to other folks in our community? So that's when I asked you earlier like how do we hold those people accountable? Like what consequences could we put in place? I mean there has to be something. Do we just lock them up and just say you just gotta go to jail? I don't. No. Want, I, don't I don't. I personally don't want like what happened last night in Monarch. I don't want that person around me walking around the streets. Mm -mm. 
Do you? I don't either. You see what I'm saying? I, I mean, don't either. Like we understand what the jail system is, but certain people don't need to be outside. So when are we going to start having that conversation? <laughs> certain people don't need to be outside and it's nothing personal. It's not a, oh, well, you want to see another brother locked up? No, I want to see someone who's so reckless to just shoot in a nightclub. I don't want that person around me. Period. So I don't want that person in my community. So when community going to step up and say that? I, but um, but no, we're we're too busy worried about snitching. Anaya Allen, um, she's six, yeah. She's the the killer still hasn't been found. Mm. Um, we all grew up in an urban area environment. And we all knew who the shooters were and what time it was. Y'all know okay. who that shooter is. You know who the shooter is. You're not snitching. There's a tip line. Call. Do what you need to do. Let let um let their family have some peace. How do you let that sit on your conscience though? Like I, I, you don't have a soul. So when I ask you that question, I think about that question all the time, like the, the integration question. I think about a lot of things, right, as it relates to my people on a daily basis. And I could not imagine knowing a person who did something like this, egregious like this to a person, to a kid, knowing that person and to not turn them in. That ain't snitching. Driving that ain't no damn snitching. Probably went out to eat this week. Snitching. And you got that on your mind. No, he doesn't. Or she doesn't. Yeah. Not at all. Not even thinking about it. Yeah, it's soulless and, and heartless. And for the people who are doing this, I, I'm willing to bet. I bet 100% you don't even know what you look like. Mm. Say it again, Christian. Mm. I said, I bet 100% you don't know what you look like. Because if you did, you would not be doing stupid shit like this. That's just the reality of it. And I came up in the air where... That discipline came. Oh, we, so the, we might need to bring back the spanking. Era. No, for real though. Some of these, yeah, you know, some of these people did the ass whoop. Yeah, I mean, period. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. The, the, we've seen a, a jump in in violent crime since we stopped the spankings. Yep. There's, there, not, there's a correlation. There, there's there's not a there's not a number, but you can see it when people are unafraid of their community. And the people, I used to be afraid that the neighbor would tear you up if they saw you doing something crazy. Yeah, go get a switch. Now you can't even talk to another person's baby without nope. being a problem. Nope. Stop that. Boy, you we, see, we if you have see, a whole podcast dedicated to that. It's just, just real quick, if you see my child and any of my kids outside and they're acting up, you better say something. Because I'm going to hold you accountable if they, if they are putting harm's way because you didn't speak up. Facts. You better speak up. That's community. That's community. That's yeah. what it's supposed to look like, mm -hmm. as they say, right? Y'all are playing. Yeah. Don't don't let me and Elijah get up there. <laughs> I'm telling you, don't let me, Elijah, and Christian get up there and others. <laughs> it's, it, it, Minneapolis is going to be reformed for real. Dead ass. And it's, and it's going to be in a positive way. And we're going to love on y'all. And you're going to see me outside. That I promise you. You're going to see this man outside. Yeah. We, can, we can guarantee you that. I don't want to sit in the office and talk about absolutely nothing all day. Oh, no. We out here. Yeah. We out here. What do you need exactly? See what I'm saying? It's it, it's a mentality. Y'all better start believing in us, man. And like I told Seriously. my political advisor, I told him, I said, because we were having a conversation about my stance on policing. And I friend up told him, like, we need police. Mm -hmm. We need equitable police, though. We need police who's going to respect our community. And we can have that if we put the time and resources into it instead of being divisive, right? Because um, that's all I'm saying right now at City Council is divisiveness. Um, a bunch of kids. That's what I'm saying. 
grown up kids. grown up kids. Um, but I but I told him I said you know if I had my way, opportunity and success would be more accessible than a gun and a pound of weed. That's been kind of something that people have been attaching to me, right? Mm -hmm. That opportunity and success needs to be more accessible than a gun and a pound of weed. And if that's not the case, then we're going to continue to see the violence within our youth, right? Because we're not giving them anything else. So I told him, I said, I want to make it so every young person does not have an excuse of why they can't be successful. And if you don't want to take that approach, if you don't want to take the pathway of success when we're giving it to you on a silver platter, all you got to do is show up and show that you want to be here. We're going to help you out every step of the way. If you continue to do bad and to harm this community, you will be held accountable. Period. Simple. And there's not 100% of anything. So we understand not everyone's going to go. Mm -hmm. We get it. But we want to save a lot of people's lives. Yep. And we want, and we want uh, this, this queen was talking a couple of days ago and she said, um, I'm just tired of, of calling the police and they don't even want to be there. Imagine living in a neighborhood where a person has Man. everything available to them to protect themselves and they don't even want to be in that neighborhood to help you. Just let that sink in. They, they, they get out the car and they're already ahead of the curve, but they're, they are just tired. They're tired. And it's embarrassing, y'all. We can't even get the, the, the basics from the police in our own community on 35th and Penn. They don't even ride down the street anymore, they said. Embarrassing. You'll never see that in Minnetonka, Hopkins, Eden Prairie. Yeah, even Golden Valley, Richfield, right around the corner from Northside. Golden Valley, <laughs> Plymouth. Mm -hmm. We can go all day. But the, but the most highly concentrated black community in our city, the police don't even want to go down because we don't care enough about our own freaking community let that sink in y'all can pretend like you don't want to hold yourselves accountable and it's everybody else's fault but we're shooting at monarch last night let that sink in over oh, an argument something probably stupid it, it couldn't have been it couldn't have been more than a, a girl conversation or some sneakers guaranteed it was that petty not even being there oh i bet it was it was, it, was the level of petty was probably on yeah. a thousand yeah I bet it was. But we choose. <laughs> but then we ask, but we want equity. But we're shooting at people downtown. Y'all better wake up, man. Y'all better wake up. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all better wake up. Where, where can people find you, uh, Brother Michael? Uh, I'm community needs community, man. I'm, I mean, I'm, my org will be up soon, but you can always just email me. Uh, that's majority of my correspondence. Um, but honestly, y'all, man, uh, this this conversation was needed. I'm hoping that we can continue these conversations off the air consistently. Mm -hmm. um, and all community leaders, you're being called on in a pond. We need to do this collectively together. There's no I, as stupid as it sounds, a team, bro. There's none. Mm -hmm. You can't win by yourself. You can't. We are already behind the eight ball. Been you behind. cannot do this alone. Been behind. Stop thinking that you can. And you are not a superhero because you've been doing it alone. Period. I don't want to do this alone. You shouldn't have to. And if we do, we're exhausted. You know, that that's the reality of it. How many community organizers, community leaders, advocates, elders say, I am tired. I'm exhausted. Burnt we're doing out. that individually. Burnt out. Because you're doing it alone. You're doing it alone. And it's like if we organize and we and we come together. 
we can do wonders. Not not even for our cities. For I'd rather state, see eighty organizations on a flyer than five. Facts. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Let me. I want to see all y'all. And whenever we do something outside, we can do it together. That's a movement. That's where the power lies. They don't even understand that. You want these systems to be held accountable? Then show up with eighty groups, each with a hundred folks in it. <laughs> don't show up with just twenty. Let's show up to the capital with eight hundred folks. And if they don't give us what we want, we're gonna come back with eight thousand. Let's go to City Hall. We show up with 100. I love what uh, Brother John Thompson, that's my homie, man. Uh, <laughs> shout out Representative Thompson, man. That's the homie. He said, uh, I'm going to show up by myself and I'm going to ask for something. They say, no, I'm going to come back with 100 and ask again. They say, no, again, we're going to come back with 1,000. <laughs> we keep getting bigger. Every time you tell us no, I'm going to come back with 100 more people behind me. Tell us no now. Tell 10,000 people no. You can't. Remember what happened at the Capitol? <laughs> Remember what happened to the Capitol? There was about 50,000 of them. They ran in that building. You couldn't tell them anything, nothing. right? Nothing. Couldn't tell them nothing. 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 They kicking their feet up on Nancy Pelosi desk, chilling. I mean, can can we can we get can we get 10,000 black people in the city together and convene a space? And actually demand something? Something tangible? Other than Juneteenth and Rondo Days? <laughs> And I just learned a lot of black folks weren't even behind the Juneteenth events that was happening. Um, that hurt me when I found that out. That's for that's for our that's, our, our, that's for our next episode. Yeah, that's, yeah. Another, um, that's, that's definitely for another um, episode. But yeah, like, yeah uh, I just I just want just I'm just grateful that we're having this conversation. I hope that we can um really I hope that we touch some people's spirits today. I really do. I really hope that we got people waking up and saying, "Hey, they're right. Yeah, they're right." And they're trying. <laughs> and <laughs> that's the thing. And they're trying. Yeah, we're big we're difference. Continuous to try. And you know, we we really do have to go. But before I go, I do want to share this beautiful story because I remember now. Lay us on us, Christian. Lay so let me tell you about this community organizer, community ambassador, Michael Smith, right? So this man, we we met in Apple Valley when I was running for for office. And uh, I was talking, he was like, you know, so what are some of your things? I hit him with all this data and all these numbers. I thought I was sharp. He was like, yeah, how about the community? I was like, yeah, but I thought you might wanted to hear the data stuff. He was like, nah, I want to hear what you're going to do for your people and our people. And, and he told me this. He was like, I see you're in the suit right now. He was like, you want to know a guy I was standing behind? And I had meetings. I had like city council meetings to get to. And he was like, you know, the guy here? He don't just show up and give a speech and stay and hang around and shake faces. He gets behind the scenes. He go put on a T-shirt and he helps serve food. So I went home. I talked to um, my uh, my uh, campaign manager. I said, clear the schedule for the rest of the day. And I put on my city council shirt, some cargo shorts. I went to go serve food for the rest of the day. That was my thing. And I needed that that reinsurance. And I appreciate you doing that for me because, you know, out of everything that was happening, I was so focused on, you know, I need to win this election and stuff. And then I was like, you know what? It's bigger than winning losses. I don't want to sit at the table. I want to feed these starving people in our community because when loser draw, they're going to say that man right there helped get us fed. That man right there connected with the organization. That man right there could look at himself in the mirror and love himself and love thy community. That is someone that we're going to support for a lifetime, not for an election year. So I appreciate you 
And he was in the rain. I wa- he was in the rain. <laughs> just throwing it out there. And guess what? When you become a city council member, you take that seat. It's just not you taking that seat. Community taking that seat with you. Yeah. I, I tell people all the time, yeah, city council, running for city council is cool. But I want to get these programs that I'm creating off the ground first. Yep. I want to get this app and this website I was talking to you about off the ground first. I know that's going to connect young people with jobs and opportunities in Northside. In Tangible resources that Tangible incentivize. Things. And if I ran city council, that doesn't be a cherry on top of the cake. Cool. Man, but I don't want to be that by myself, though. No, I got to bring people them. with me. Just imagine we can do it. And in other cities. In other cities. Just imagine we can do it if we win. Yeah. Like, we have to remember, we're not, we're not them. We're not them. So if we win, Minneapolis, look out. Watch out now. We're going to be great. (laughs) It's going to be special for this city. I promise you. Just trust. One time, just do something different. Trust somebody who doesn't necessarily have a four-year degree and is in a three-piece suit all the time. (laughs) I'm giving you the full rundown. Okay? Trust, Trust your heart. Believe what you see. What do they say? If they show themselves enough times. Yes, see who they are. Yeah. I believe in y'all brothers and I know we got to get going, but I just, I want to reiterate that. Elijah Ward 5. Elijah Ward 5. We're going to make it happen. Yep. Thank you, brother Michael. Um, I appreciate you. Community is community. The website coming up soon. We'll post the links and stuff when we get them on the ADOS podcast page. Mm-hmm. Um, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel at the ADOS podcast. We're on Facebook at the ADOS podcast. Instagram, Instagram, ADOS podcast. Apple Music and Spotify at, yes, you guessed it, the ADOS podcast. You reminded me we got to get that Twitter up and running for the ADOS podcast. Yeah, We're going to get the Twitter soon. And when we're going to get y'all to handle, it's probably going to be the ADOS podcast. Twitter aside, <laughs> ADOS community. Come to the studio. Yeah, come show some love. Come see the space. Come be a part of these conversations yeah. because I, I I know a lot of people were, you know, afraid. Oh, you guys are political podcasts. We're a political and community podcast. We're not asking what is your beliefs or your stance on this. We're saying how could we get reparation for our community? How could we raise our children? How could we worship our elders? That is what we do here. So come on down. Studio's always open. You heard the man. I got nothing else to say. Peace. Peace.